Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome back to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Phil Briggs, a Navy veteran and reporter for ConnectingVets.com. Now, throughout this last year, we've all witnessed an unprecedented amount of death, loss of jobs, and other severe emotional challenges. This is the kind of climate that creates depression, and PTSD, and can sadly often lead to suicide. Now, the veteran community has experienced this over the years more than any other group in America, which is why our next guest is determined to do something about it. Scott Leeper is a Marine Corps veteran, an author, a public speaker, and a mindset coach who's developed a type of therapy that delivers real results for those of us suffering from the crushing effects of depression and PTSD. Now, through his organization, Alpha Lima Charlie, He's doing what many clinicians and most drugs can't. You see, he's effectively helping people release the toxicity in their life, develop a stronger, more positive mindset, and reconnect with themselves. Now, what's noteworthy is that his story also includes the same pain that many of us feel right now. But it doesn't begin in college and some psychology major. It begins on the Golden Footprints and Marine Corps Boot Camp. I was actually on firing week I was an 18-year-old shooting an M16 for the first time in my life when the towers fell on 9-11. So we went from a, a, a peacetime country to a wartime country. Um, uh, you know, peacetime going into boot camp, wartime coming out of boot camp. So uh, pretty unique story there. And uh, I started as, as a reservist um, in South Bend, Indiana with Bravo Company, 60SB. And uh, ironically... Um, I, I deployed more in my reserve time than I did my active duty time. I went to Iraq twice, uh, and once in 03 and once again in 06 to 07. Where'd you go in Iraq? Tell me about the fun and exotic places you visited while you were there. <laughs> well, there was a lot of sand, uh, a lot of sand. Unfortunately, it wasn't attached to any beach. Um, 
Uh, starting off three, you know, we, we uh, just like everybody else, we staged on the Kuwaiti border. Uh, and then when the shock and awe campaign started, we punched the berm. And, um, you know, from there, for me, honestly, it was kind of a blur um, back then. I mean, you're, you're already talking um, 18 years ago. And yeah. um, in, in our mission then, um, I, I call us our glorified road crew. We, um, we would find where either IEDs were, uh, had, had blown up parts of the road and, uh, and repair the road, or we would find spots where we think maybe there would be a pressure plate that could be placed there and we'd fill that in. Um, so it was uh, more noticeable if they tried putting it, um, putting some sort of pressure plate there. Now, normally you hear these war stories and then it comes back and it's like veteran found trauma, experienced some drama, and then his headspace got wrecked. And from that, we try to rebuild ourselves after the warfighter experience. Your trauma and drama comes from something that I think is shareable and understandable by so many Americans because it's not unique to the military warrior. But, um, you know, it starts it starts with home and it starts with uh, some alcohol. It starts with a marriage. Uh, it starts with things that affect so many people in this country. And uh, share with me a little bit about your time there uh, when you're finally stationed in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. In uh, May of 2012, and uh, I had to take my dad off life support. I watched him take his last breath because of an alcohol addiction. And um, he, uh, he just hated himself internally. And I can get into that, too. And uh, my wife at the time was six months pregnant. So, you know, we had his, his memorial service. We cremated him, had his memorial service. Uh, went straight back to work. Uh, three months later, my son was born. Um, and, you know, back then... Um, I didn't really have any coping mechanisms, any, 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 um, healthy coping mechanisms, if you will. So, you know, people would ask, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm fine. Leave me alone kind of thing. And just compartmentalizing it. Like a lot of us, like a lot of us guys do. And, and a lot of service members do, you know, well, I'm fine. Just leave me alone kind of thing. And even my wife, you know, she would, um, she would try to be there for me as she's, you know, between six and nine months pregnant and then being a new mom, um, dealing with some postpartum on her own and here her husband's even pushing her away too. And, uh, within my son's first year of life, um, I told my wife I wanted a divorce. I was done. Um, I was, I was having an affair and, um, that led to, uh, you know, she moved back up to back up to Indiana. And then I was so numb. I didn't even, I didn't care that she was taking my newborn son back up to Indiana with her. Mm. Didn't care you know, one of the things that was going against me too was the amount of medications I was on because I was, I was dealing with some physical stuff too. So I think the list was somewhere around 12 medications I was on all at the same time. And the command had found out about the affair and I had gotten uh, kicked out of the Marine Corps with an other than honorable discharge. Mm. All right. So let me just click pause right there because like we've kind of spelled out a bunch of stuff that is important, I think, to kind of take inventory of. So here we are. Fresh into the veteran world of the civilian life with some bad paper in your back pocket, an OTH, which, um, you know, can be a tough one. I mean, that's just a tough discharge to have if you don't do the right thing next. And for those that don't know, you know, when you're categorized as your characterization of service, you know, there's honorable, that's the guy did everything right. He was AJ squared away. And then there's, you know, an, there's the administrative things. And when you're, when you're separated for, you know, some behavioral issues or, you know, breaking a rule here or there, um, you know, it can be tough. Um, 
in addition to having your pride affected there, you know, you're dealing with the death of a family member. You're dealing with the guilt, the overwhelming guilt of some infidelity, trying to piece back a relationship, trying to piece back your own self image, and now trying to get onto the career path. And this is where you ended up going through a couple potholes on the career path. Share with me what that was like. The OTH was actually a career ender for me because, you know, maybe you can find some small, um, small town department that might hire you, some small town police department that might hire you in OTH. But um, I'm willing to bet uh, close to 100% of the time. And I'd, they won't take you if you have anything less than an honorable discharge. So I'd never wear a badge again. I'd never be a cop again. And, you know, so I had this skill set. I had all of this training. I've been through Crimintel. I've been through all of these different trainings and, and um, had the skill set that now I can't use. Scott would eventually bounce from job to job, going from thrift store retail to garage door sales. And I'm getting, a fi- getting fired a year later from there, too, because once again, just I, I just could not um, make that turn. I couldn't turn that corner in that job to be... Uh, successful in that position. What's cool about your story is that you looked inside to heal yourself and began doing some bodybuilding and some fitness training. And that's when you discovered your true gift of being a coach and coaching others. All the time you were helping the men in the rehab facility. And then all that time you're pouring into yourself in the gym and you're combining them all to become really a, a, a wonderfully qualified trainer and able to fix people, not just their bodies, but their minds. So talk to me a little bit about now your approach to health and life coaching. You know, one of the things that I had to do, um, you know, for myself is I I had to start shifting my, my perspective. I had to start reframing my thoughts about the things that took place. And, you know, because I I looked at all of these things and, and, you know, it's everybody else's fault and I shouldn't have gotten kicked out for it. And, and, you know, my dad's dead now. And like, my dad's death was a curse. I shouldn't have ever had to take him off life support. And part of me was mad at him. And um, it's just all of these different thoughts. And um, But it was all a victim mentality. And, you know, look, viewing myself as a victim of circumstance. And um, that was, um, it was that thought process that led me down um, the, the, the uncharacteristic paths that I had taken. So I had to start reframing. Um, how I started viewing these things. So my dad's death, my dad's death wasn't ever a curse. My dad's death was actually a gift. And that's a very, a very unique thing to say um, because nobody views death as a gift and, and death is a very difficult thing to deal with, uh, especially for, you know, close loved one. And, but the thing is, if I didn't go through all of those things exactly the way I went through, I would not be working with the veterans I'm working with now. I wouldn't, we wouldn't be on this call right now. And so part of my work with veterans, a big piece of my work with veterans is helping them reframe the things that they've been through um, to view it from, you know, even the, the most challenging things we ever, we ever go through. There is a positive intention. There is a gift. There is a learning experience. There is something there that we can take from that is going to help us grow into the people that we become. And, um, you know, a lot of vets, we think that, the 16, 17, 18 years of life at the very beginning, uh, when we're physically growing, we think that when we hit that peak growth point that we're going to grow physically, that growing pains are done. Growing pains are just getting started. There are psychological growing pains that we're going to go through. Part of my work with vets is to get them to start understanding that life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. 
Now, after one of the most difficult years in modern history, it's no surprise that many people are suffering after record unemployment and the loss of so many lives. It's as if much of the world has suddenly experienced the trauma that military veterans are all too familiar with. This is the starting point for my interview with mindset coach and Marine Corps veteran Scott Leeper. After experiencing a career-ending discharge from the Marine Corps, being fired from multiple jobs, and trying to repair a broken marriage, Scott suddenly channeled all of his experiences into his work as a mindset coach and founded the organization Alpha Lima Charlie. Now he helps others overcome the toxicity in their life, depression, PTSD, and achieve results that they don't get from a doctor or a pill. From 18 years old till our dying day, there are psychological growing pains that we're gonna go through. And the other difference is it now becomes a choice. Physically, we have no choice. It's biology, we're gonna grow, it is what it is. But now we have a choice to grow through these psychological growing pains or we can choose to stay stuck, it's up to us. And so, um, but for a lot of people, they don't know what they don't know. So they don't realize that that's even a concept. And so part of my work with vets is to get them to start understanding that life happens for you, that doesn't happen to you. Whoa, I love that. What you just described is the essence of what we need to understand, is that it was meant to happen. It was, even if you can't explain why it happened, you were meant to grow from that. It is a growth pain psychologically. Man, I, man I'm going to actually rewind this and listen to that again because that was really, really well said. Um, you also talk on your website about neuro-linguistic programming. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of relates to what you were just getting at. Share with me a little bit about in your coaching what that is. Neuro-linguistic programmer, NLP, um, to, to put it in the easiest terms, it's, it's how to use the language of the mind to consistently achieve our specific and desired outcomes. So, you know, we, we catalog every experience, everything that we ever do or go through, uh, we, we catalog it in our unconscious mind um, through one of the five senses. And so what NLP is and, and how I utilize it for veterans is, you know, when we think about the very negative things that we've been through, you know, and, and, and I even use my dad's death as, as the example, you know, when we go through these things that are extremely traumatic, uh, a lot of times when we close our eyes or even when we just think about it and we, we, we have our eyes open, we see it plain as day. It's, it's, it's a clear picture. We're seeing through our own eyes being, we're, we're associated in the picture. It's a movie. We're watching it happen again. We hear everything, we see everything, maybe we smell everything and taste everything that was taking place in that moment, and it happens in our mind, in our unconscious, like it's happening right now. So a lot of people, they have panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And so, so my work with vets is to help them minimize subconsciously or, or shrink that picture of, of the trauma and be able to expand um, or maximize um, the, the, uh, positive, um, experience that they had or, or positive feelings that they've had. And, you know, in, in a lot of us, they have, you know, sometimes they might have a hard time finding that because life is just rough right now. And so, you know, helping them think about, you know, what they felt like when they went to, you know, when they graduated boot camp or when they, um, when it came home from, uh, from a deployment or, you know, finding anything that, 
it was a very positive experience and helping them maximize that. So they're able to um, actually feel into the positive experience, the positive feelings that they've had, like it's happening right now to make them feel better in the moment. Yeah. And what I especially like about the difference is that it's not like traditional psychotherapy where it's, and we were talking about this on a call yesterday, behavioral cognitive therapy or the reliving of your traumatic experience. You know, every shrink wants you to like tell them over and over again about the worst day in your life. Well, that's not helpful. You can't get past it if you constantly are looking at that, whether it's in the windshield or the rearview mirror. If that's the crap you're focused on, that's going to wreck your headspace. And what you're doing is kind of the exact opposite of that traditional therapy model. And that's like, hey, man, let's dwell on one other thing that really made you stoked. And if you can bottle that up, if you can feel that, if you can channel that and get that in your mind as the center, man, you are off to reframing how that pain feels and eventually getting past it because you're focused on the good. You know, and with, with, with the, the traditional therapies, you know, it's ineffective for some, it's effective for others. Um, you know, so I'm not downplaying. What this actually can do is actually um, enhance what they're doing. And it's, it's kind of like if you think about um, the, the dynamic between health coaches and doctors, um, health coaches and doctors can actually work very well together uh, because doctors, um, they're, they're, they're um, experts in um, assessment, diagnosis, and um, uh I don't know, medication or whatever. Um, health coaches are the accountability partners. They are, uh, they are the people that are, um, you know, where the rubber meets the road with the client and they're meeting with them weekly where they may see the doctor once every four months or six months. So they have the ability to work very closely together. And, and a lot of times for a lot of people, it takes a community, it takes a village for people to get better. And so this is, this is the same thing where you have the clinician that, you know, they, they focus on the DSM-5, they focus on the actual diagnoses, and I myself have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety and chronic PTSD and these other things too. Um, but, um, so where I come in is uh, you've got the clinician that works with them on a the clinical level, and then I come in on the peer-based level, and I'm that accountability partner. I'm that person that, like you said, can bro down with them. Um, and I have the ability to relate to them because I've walked in the same boots that they have. And it's the peer-based uh, atmosphere that's really going to help these guys get to a deeper level. Because if you look at, like, uh, World War II vets, a lot of World War II vets, they didn't, they, they, they came back and they were married for 50, 60 years, but they never talked to their spouse about what they experienced on a battlefield. But they would go to the local VFW, the local American Legion, and they'd sit at the bar and they would they would talk war stories with guys that have been there. Why? Because they understand. It's not nothing against the spouse. It's just a relatability thing. So, getting vets to start opening up with other vets—that is the wave of the future. That's what's going to start uh, putting a dent in the suicide pandemic that we've been dealing with for so long. Mm. Scott Van Kent, thank you enough. Marine Corps through and through. Oorah, brother. Love it, man. Love what you're doing there. And uh, again, tell me a little bit more about the website and what I can find there. So, yeah, the website is uh, alphagrowth.org. Um, and uh, uh, the very first thing you'll see is a video about the essence of what vets deal with when they get out. Uh, you know, losing that, that sense of purpose and identity. Um, and then 
what they experienced for themselves after uh, coaching with Alpha Lima Charlie. And there's, uh, I got testimonials in there. Um, I had a spouse on the video saying that, uh, you know, the coaching saved their marriage. And, um, you know, there's some, some coaching clips and different things on there. So uh, a lot of good information. Um, so, uh, yeah, by all means, check that out. And, and you can email me directly if you have questions about coaching at scott at alphalimacharlie.com. All right, way to go, brother. Alphagrowth.org. Scott, thank you, brother. All right, so that does it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Now, we'd love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at IonVeterans, or you can reach me at PhilBriggsVet. I'm always down to get your hot takes and spicy memes, and I'd love to talk to you every week, so please like and subscribe. Hell, even give us a review of the show, because the comments and reviews really help us tailor the show to you. Again, I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and reporter with ConnectingVets.com in Washington, D.C. And I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of CBS Audio's Eye on Veterans. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Eye on Veterans ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.